Hey, Josh Felber here. Super excited for today's guest. If you ever heard of Undercover Billionaire with Glenn Stearns, Grant Cardone, any of those, today's guest is going to blow your mind with tons of amazing content. He is a super focused family dad, entrepreneur, super success, was on the show Undercover Billionaire, and just lays down tons of amazing insights, advice, and things that you can take away for your business, your personal life, and that are actionable, tangible, different opportunities for you. So you guys, got to welcome today's guest, Matt Smith from Snooze Mattress, Wake Up Pueblo, was Grant Cardone's business partner in the marketing company and everything. So again, guys, let's welcome Matt Smith to Making Bank. And I really appreciate you guys watching the show. Make sure you like and share this. Leave some comments. Our guests love it when you leave comments. Share this with family, friends, whatever that may be. And just enjoy the episode. And again, I appreciate your attention and your time watching Making Bank. You are listening to Making Bank, where we uncover the mindset and success strategies of the top 1% so you can amplify your life and your business. Welcome to Making Bank. I am Josh Felber, where we uncover the mindset and the success strategies of the top 1% so you can amplify your life and your business today. Super excited for today's guest. We actually ran into each other at a 10X event and just connected and knew this was the right place for him to be on the show. Matt Smith, he's a man who lives for his family first, father of three kids, the three Ps, Parker, Paisley, and Preston, as well as Jenny Smith, his wife. He's an entrepreneur and a business owner. He's also a serial entrepreneur with a C, not an S, a guy who enjoys the thrill of entrepreneurship. He's opened 11 businesses in Pueblo, Colorado. He's the owner of the biggest snap fitness in the world in Pueblo, Colorado, founder of Snooze Mattress Company, the first national franchise started in Pueblo with locations across Colorado and the rest of the nation. And he's the author of Serial Dadpreneur in his children's book, It's Going to Be a Great Day, and also co-founder of the only 10X marketing agency in the world, Wake Up 10X with Grant Cardone. So I'm super excited to welcome Matt Smith to Making Bank. Thanks, Josh. Your voice just gets it. It just goes right into that thing in the mic, and that was uh, that was an awesome intro. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Honored to be here. I got to say, when I met you and your beautiful children, and they were selling me on stuff, and I was like, this is, uh, this is an amazing family. And then I saw you guys again the next day, but uh, you're doing it all right, man. Everything you're doing, I followed your journey from the sidelines since I, since I met you that day, and uh, it's, it's pretty awesome to see. Well, I appreciate it, Matt. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it was kind of funny because my kids were super excited and they're the ones that recognized you walking past us during lunch from the um, Undercover Billionaire show that uh, Grant you know, found you when he was out there in uh, Provo, Colorado. And they're like, I think that's Matt Smith. And I'm like, nah, I'm like, maybe. <laughs> yeah. And and it just hats off to you because there's so many adults there and there was very few children there. And your kids were at that point where you brought them to learn and teach them. And it was very cool. Meeting your kids, you could see they're, they're special and they're, they're, they're destined for something special in this world. Thanks. Yeah. Well, I mean, for us, we've always tried to take them to events and around business entrepreneurship stuff since they were little. And so they kind of grew up, even if they weren't there full time or hanging out with the nanny. So um, they've kind of got indoctrinated into being around people and stuff. So I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, cool, man. Well, this is about you today. So 
Um, I want to dive into a little bit. I mean, obviously, you're like a serial entrepreneur with a C. And <laughs> I was just a book title. I had to do something different. You know, I had to get a bowl of cereal. I'm a dad. So that's know. right. That's right. So give us like, when did you get started as an entrepreneur? I mean, did you, were you a kid entrepreneur? Did it happen later? Like, give us a little bit of insight. Yeah. Um, you know, quick insight is, you know, I was a, a, a guy raised by a single mother of two little boys. Uh, you know, so I, I grew up with, uh, you know, electricity getting shut off and never really understanding money and, you know, not that, but what my mom lacked in money, she made up for in love and, and generosity and the, the amazing woman that she was 100%. So I always wanted to figure out, okay, how do I, how do I make sure that I'm present? My dad left pretty much when I was born. We're friends now. So, I mean, that's, that's a circle of everything, but you know, he, he left really. So I was like, okay, my, my goal in life is to be the best present dad I can be. And then I want to figure out this thing we call money just so I could vacation and stuff more than I, you know, not, not to have bragging stuff, but to be able to do things and travel and see the world a little bit. So, you know, somewhere uh, early on, I started paper out, started driving into, you know, discount tire to telemarketing and all that stuff. 20 years old, got into the mattress business, uh, understood that I was making more money than my mom had probably ever seen. So I was like, okay, what do I do with this? So I started buying real estate, you know, and at 20 years old, about 1920, I bought my first piece of real estate and 21 after you figure out, okay, that wasn't as hard as I thought, bought another piece, another piece, another piece. And, uh, but got into the real estate game until 2007 ish. And, uh, when that real estate fell down flat, I had made some money and done some more smart decisions at that point, still selling mattresses by, by day, side hustling by night, trying to figure out, okay, how does all this stuff work? And, uh, you know, got into a, a national franchise. I still own to this day, uh, snap fitness. And at that point I saw, again, I think it's that muscle that we talk as entrepreneurs is it's, you, you do shit that scares you. And then when you learn how to do it, you're like, okay, that wasn't as bad as I thought. And now you can repeat that and still build that muscle. So after I opened my first business, bought the first house, you're like, okay, I could do this. So, um, you know, just kept opening businesses. I saw the needs in our community and then I opened several businesses and at one point had way too many businesses and learned, okay, you can't be great at anything. If you're good at a bunch of things, you got to kind of narrow this focus down and, uh, you know, uh, so retired when my kids were old enough from the mattress company and uh, been, you know, opened a bunch of businesses all over. And now the goal from there was to, you know, take a business nationally, a business that we can start in this this community that we all love and uh, grow it around the country. And Snooze Mattress was born. What I learned in, as, as an employee of the mattress business and what I learned in the, the franchise is Snap Fitness. Combine those and be able to kind of take a company nationally and, and, and help other people become entrepreneurs that might not have been and uh, create generational wealth is the ultimate goal and, and change the game of sleep. You know, we have a, a goal of changing 20 million people's sleeping habits and uh, creating 300 entrepreneurs in the next three years. So we'll see how this all plays out. But we have uh, we have some some high goals and we're blessed to be on the team that we're with. But yeah, we're a national company right now. Snooze. That's awesome. And starting little old Pueblo, Colorado, which is funny because years ago, I've, I, I was actually out in that area. We used to go backpacking when I was in, um, in Boy Scouts. And I, not, I just remember Pueblo and, and, and being out there. And <laughs> so. That is awesome. It's a great little town. So you, you got your start. Um, you know, obviously, you have the Snap Fitness that you had uh, part, you know, uh, became a franchise of. And, and then you started Snooze Mattress Company locally. When did you kind of realize like, oh man, it's, you know, Snooze Mattress, this is something that I got to get out to the rest of the world. Uh, you know, I think it was always, you know, I, when I was working for somebody else, I watched them do a really amazing job uh, where I worked before, just opening one store every year, making enough money to open the next store and kind of doing that. And then I watched Snap kind of grow pretty significantly. And I was like, okay, how do we combine this? But I think I think as an entrepreneur and any of us, it's like, 
oh man, if I can only buy my first house and then you buy it, you're like, ah, if I could just get three houses and then you buy three, you're like, oh, and if I could just, and I think that was always the natural of like, I want to open X amount of businesses. And then when you do that, you're like, okay, this isn't work. This is, this is, none of this is making sense. Some are making money, some are not like, okay, how do we narrow this to make sure that your, your focus is where it needs to be and, and, and get them to that point. Um, so I think it was always a goal that I wanted to do something for my community of Pueblo, Colorado that nobody's ever done before. And then I wanted to be able to give back. You know, if you've ever been to Bentonville, Arkansas, oh yes, it is like the most beautiful community and they do so much. And it was like the Walmart family, you know, has done so much, the Waltons. And I, like, I've always seen that and like, okay, how do I, how do I do that for this community and tell the world how special this community is? Cause I'm, I'm very passionate about where we live. It's a great little town, but it's been beat up a little bit and it's got a reputation in certain areas. Uh, so, you know, it, it was just a goal and, and, and the entrepreneur side of this is the home base where now people fly in to get training, vendors fly in all the time. So it's, it's been fun to create our home base at the wake up level where, where Grant Cardone and myself, uh, you know, opened the wake up marketing business together. So yeah, I think it was just a natural thing. And now it's like, now we're going nationally and I'm like, okay, now how do we get into Canada and how do we start going globally? It's just, your brain does this <laughs> stuff that you're like, okay, let's fix this and let's get this where it needs to be. And then let's see how do we, we continue to take that name somewhere else. No, that's excellent. So obviously starting to franchise and grow this, you know, at that level, you know, who like do you turn to, or you just kind of figure it out on your own? Are you, you know, acquiring mentorship? Like what are you doing to be able to raise that bar um, and then understand it to obviously eliminate, you know, risk for yourself? Yeah, I think mentorship is absolutely cheat code and anybody that's too stubborn to think that they can't learn from somebody else doesn't belong an entrepreneur. You know, like I, I have, I have coaches I meet with weekly from franchising. I have coaches for my health. I have coaches for my personal, like it's just, I believe coaching and I just hired some coaches to level us up to on the franchising side of it as well. Uh, and the data side of it. So I, I, I definitely cannot do this with the team that I don't have Eric and George and uh, you know, the team that I have back home, Stephanie that set this thing up. Like we just are very blessed with a lot of people that will run through a wall for the success of our franchisees at this point. So yeah, I definitely can't do any of it by myself. And it's, it is continue learning. Like I wake up super early. We talk about ice bathing, you and I, uh, you know, I get up early, I get ice bathing, I start learning and whatever's going on in my life, you know, the, the kids nowadays, which you and I didn't have, there's a cheat code called Google that you can pretty much <laughs> learn anything. Between YouTube right. and Google, there's your answers. And I, we didn't have that, you know, we had to no. kind of learn. So there is, there's any problem you have, there's a way to kind of solve it, but making sure you're not doing what other people are doing. So take, take the best out of that and then, Kind of keep leveling up. We were just talking just a second ago about 10x stages. I'm, you know, I'm working on that. So I'm working with, you know, uh, uh, Pete Vargas and those teams out there. But just finding the people of where you need to be, and that it could take five years off your life. And and I believe that's what we're doing as a franchise. If you're gonna open a Josh mattress store or a Snooze mattress, we're gonna take 10 years off your life and learning curves plus the buying power and everything else for a fee that you wouldn't be able to you wouldn't be able to save on your own anyway. So I think that that's. That's a lesson in life in my eyes is, you know, you've got it. You can't do this on your own and, and get, get the, get whoever will help you out there and be willing to help others too. It's part of this journey. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I think that's super important and it's, you know, it's great that you're have that awareness now, you know, as you've been growing and everything to start to align yourself with that. One of the things you mentioned, obviously is taking, you know, ice bath in the morning, you know, taking care of yourself, you know, how important that is that as an entrepreneur, as a, you know, a father, a dad, you know, making sure that you're optimally, you know, healthy so you can operate at your best. I think it's probably the most important thing you can do. You know, I'm in the, I'm in the sleep business. I believe sleep is so underrated because people don't realize, I mean, you could work out all you want and you could train to be the Olympic athlete all you want, but if you're not getting the right sleep to retain that, it's not going to work. So I believe that 
routines is one of the biggest things and you you know the top 20 most successful people that ever lived in this world had a routine of some sort some way mine is now ice bathing that we talked about but that's been my last probably six months since gary brecca forced me into a tub at richard branson's island and uh and i was like oh wow you know and it was to me it was more than the health side of it it was the psyche side of me saying I'm doing this and I'm getting my body in there and I'm sticking in there for X amount of time. And I like that kind of stuff. So I believe routines is probably one of the most important things. I now, I journal, which I used to think that was a bunch of hippie stuff. And I'm like, I don't journal and I don't want to meditate and I don't do that. And now I do all of it. Like I journal and I meditate and I like do the Wim Hof breathing in the mornings because I really understand how to get, you know, you know, as an entrepreneur, we're faced with challenges every single day. And it's how you get through those and, and not quit. And, and you got to get your mind right. Because if your mind goes down, you know, and you got people, you're lonely. This is a lonely world, as you know. When you're at the top, it can be lonely. You've got to be the guy that's inspiring and pushing that. But you've got to be right in yourself and make sure it doesn't affect your family. That's the, like, if I have a message out there for any fathers, it's like, yeah, business is going to be tough, but the family is the most important thing that you can do is protect that through all costs. Let the business fail if it has to. Protect that 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 wife and kids or that husband and kids or whatever that is. But family is. That's, I think getting a routine is why I have that routine is because I can get up two or three hours earlier than anybody in my family and get stuff done before they even notice it. Even when we're on vacation last week, it's like I could get work done before anybody wakes up and they don't notice it. And then I can have my family time and balance that, that out all the time, you know, because it is so important. And I think it's so forgotten the most important things in life. Nobody will ever regret making a, uh, you know, a, a bunch of money. Somebody's going to regret that, but not, not spending time with your family or watching your kids grow. That's a big deal. So make a routine happen somehow, some way. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. I think think that is super important. I mean, because once you can integrate or align with that and be able to have that piece with your family, it makes everything with the business way easier. Yeah, absolutely. And support, you know, my wife supports everything I do and you need that, you know, and, and vice versa. So and I can see that with you. Family is very important to you, but it, it drives you. You know, sure. it gives you it gives you a different maturity when you have to fight for that fight to make that to make that success. You know, and, and your business becomes your family, your employees become family. Like it's just part of that thing that you're you're got other families depending on you now too. Yes, <laughs> right. What um uh, you mentioned uh, different challenges and overcoming different challenges. I mean, what are some of the things that you've run into, and then like, what is your process to be able to smash through those, overcome those? You know, I think it's. Uh, Positivity is definitely like, it's a muscle that we talk about all the time in our business is like, you've got to be able to get the positive aspect, but you got to be realistic too. You got to look in the mirror, like, okay, what did we do wrong? How did we do that? And how do we fix that? Data is a big part of our growth right now that I don't think I realized until recently how important that is. Cause I, as a small business in Pueblo, you could outsell your problems. You could have fun <laughs> and just go out and outsell that. But when you, the larger you get, and that's not scalable, you know what I mean? So you need to have the right systems and process to know what success is, not just from, you know, sales or whatever that is. So I think, uh, you know, being, being always making yourself obsolete or something, somebody else will. So even if there's not a challenge right now, there will be like, it's, it's part of life. It's part of what we are. So making sure that you're always pushing to that. But yeah, I mean, I, I think for me mentally, it's, it's getting the right time for myself in the mornings, but then as a team, it's okay. Here's the challenge to see the realistic side of this. But everybody on the team has to know that here's the North Star. This is where we're going. And if anybody questions that and doesn't want to be a part of that, they shouldn't be in the room. You know what I mean? Because as long as we're all on the same page to say, we're going to do whatever it takes to get there. But if you have people that are like 50% there, they're going to be like, yeah, this is tough. 
Or be like, ah, I don't know, this, that was a big problem, you know what I mean? But if you're 100% committed, you will figure it out and you're gonna fall on your face in the process. There's no, no success is never from A to B, you know? It's, there's a lot in between to get there. So I think just facing it and uh, doing, doing better every day. Keep hustling, one foot in front of the next. Right. <laughs> well, you, you mentioned team in there and a winning team and everything. And what do you do or like what, how do you cultivate or how's that culture um, bringing together and creating that winning team or that, that, that culture for that team for success? I think it's the most important thing you could do. You know, people don't quit their jobs, they quit their bosses. You know, everybody's heard that quote, but I believe it is absolutely true because if your employees don't love what they do, especially these day and ages, there's a million more jobs where that came from where they can work from home on the internet or something else like that. Yeah. So, you know, I believe culture and I'm, a, you know, we do a 905 meeting. I learned from Grant Cardone when I went and visited this place for the first time. You sit around a circle in 905 and you're screaming and clapping and you're just talking about successes. We do that every single day, Monday through Friday. And it's, it gets us excited and it gets the energy flowing, but it's just, it's bragging about each other and it's keeping the culture and the communication going. So I believe you got to have fun at what you do as well, but you got to, you know, you got to have KPIs and understand what winning looks like, but culture's the most important thing. If you don't have a culture, nobody wants to show up and you will lose good people. Mm, so true. So obviously, you know, you mentioned like, you know, with the KPIs, I mean, how tough is it, is it to hold people to those standards? You know, like some bosses are like, oh, they're a great employee, so I'm not going to hold them to that standard, you know, and they start letting people get away or like, like all right, I'm going to hold them. If they're not hitting it, you know, this is the process. This is what happens. And, you know, we got to find somebody else that will fill that gap. Yeah, and that's another great question. And I believe that that's probably, you know, that's another hard lesson I've learned to be vulnerable. I mean, that's probably the last couple of years of my own life was is is like, all right, I love this person. He really cares and I'm going to keep him around forever. <laughs> to like is that person moving the needle for our franchisees who that's our that's what we have to those are the ones that need to win for us to win and if we're not doing everything in our power for that i need somebody that is there and in some points you have to like i used to love to bring in somebody that and teach them through the systems nowadays it's like i need somebody that can teach me i need the i need somebody at the top of their game because we're running and we're opening, you know, 10 stores in the next several months. Like there's so many momentum going on right now in different parts of the country. I don't have a choice to say, let's slow down for a second and let's figure <laughs> this problem out. Like, no, we don't have that option. So everything that we do has got to have a KPI, but obviously there's empathy in everything we do too. We got to understand that we're going to fail, but we, you know, it's, it's like you either learn or you win. Failure's not an option type thing. Like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to fail, but it's a learning lesson. So we learn from that mistake. T don't touch the hot fire again and go as fast as you can. But to your point, I think the hardest part about being an entrepreneur and caring is is being an entrepreneur and caring. Like you just, <laughs> it is very, it is very hard when you are uh, committed to people and their families and you start to love. And but as as uh, uh, Grant and his team, they talk. You know, Brandon Dawson. If you've been a Tax360, they talk about when you're a ten million dollar company, your people are different from a ten to a twenty million dollar company because they're now asked to do something that they weren't. They could have been the best ten million and under employee. But from 10 to 20, it's a different person. And 20 to 30, it's a different person. So they're they're capped. And if, if they don't like change, it's inevitable in a growth company. Like it is a part of the growth. So their job will change over and over and over. And that's the fun part. I like that. But some people don't. And that's a challenge because then the 10 becomes a six employee. And now you got to go find a new 10 because you're in a different level. You know what I mean? And, yeah, and it's for sure. Feelings. They'll be happier somewhere else too. So it's just sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Definitely. No, I mean, I think that's so true. And we've talked about it with our team and stuff. And as, as we hit those different benchmarks over the years, it's like, hey, guys, some of you probably aren't going to be here in the next couple of years because, you know, you 
going to find something better. You know, you, you're not going to be able to, this position is not going to be fun for you anymore, you know, but you got to be honest with people <laughs> and let them know. And you either can step up or right. it's time to go. One of the, one of the two. Yeah. I think, and I think what you just said, I think that's probably the, the most important part of it is knowing that it's coming and just letting them know that it's coming. You know what I mean? If they, they, they know they can step up or they can't like that's up to them, but the, the, the it's the tide is coming one way or another. Are we ready or are you ready? Cause I'm going to be ready. I'm going to win. Right. I know where I'm going, but I, I think I know who's going with me, but it's not always like that. You know, there's, that's there's true. That, so definitely. So you got to uh, see, so you were on the show undercover billionaire, yes. uh, Grant happened to run into you and, and, and seek you out during that show. Yeah. What do you think were the, like the top three things that lessons that you, you picked up from being on that? You know, I think from Grant Cardone himself, like the guy is one of the best in the world. You and I have Grant in common. Like he is just such a force, but he, uh, he's the best in the world for a reason. Like the guy is one of the hardest working people and the fastest running people you will ever meet in your entire life. And I mean, I could say or say, yeah, I've had 11 business. I've done this, 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 until you hang out with Grant for 120 days, you don't even know what fast running is. Like you have no idea, but he runs so fast and I think so intelligently because he's learned from everything he's done. As we talk about this learning or winning, he's, he learns and dominates, learns and dominates. Like he just keeps going one step, but he runs so fast. When you think, man, I hope I can have a million dollar company someday. He's like hundred million. You meant, did you say hundred million? Did you mean a billion? Because that's really what you're looking for. So I think the biggest takeaways is like, you know, sky's the limit and we think too small or when we're in that crowd, that's too small. So get in a bigger crowd. You know, I think you've got to surround yourself by people that are doing that, not people that are like, ah, Josh, that's not possible. Like, really, Josh, that's a dumb idea. If anybody ever says that, get the hell out of that crowd, you know, because we're supposed <laughs> yeah. to have that feeling when you're an entrepreneur, you know what I mean? So I think the ability to run fast, and I think I talk all the time about his prioritization. When we were in pitches, I got so offended by Grant because we would be pitching to somebody that I loved and I knew them and I'm like, hey, we're going to go talk to you guys. Or I'm on this show thing. This We're doing this stuff and we're opening a business. And I was like in it to grow my community. And Grant would see within a minute or two that this person wasn't buying. And he was like, I'm out. And I'm like, no, we're building a relationship here. We're building something, a legacy in this town, in this community. He's like, I'm out. And then afterwards, we'd get a little argument sometimes. And I'm like, man, you, we can't talk to people like that. You can't just walk out on people. But now I see such a different world because time is money, you know, and mm. he's got only so much time to do what he does. And if he knows it's not going to move his family's needle, he's got to move on. That hour can be spent moving the needle with the family versus BSing and becoming a nice, you know, friend to this person. So I think it, it didn't sink on me during the show. It sunk on me a little bit after the show, but I do believe that you know, as a father and as an entrepreneur, every minute, every hour counts and use that as wisely as possible. And if you're on LinkedIn or Facebook for a long period of time, it, it takes away that time. What can you be doing to move the needle so you can spend more time with your family? So I think the ability to think bigger, run as fast as you can, use your time as wisely as possible was, was definitely another one. And I think omnipresence is something that's been a big part of my life now is like, you know, we're in a day and age where your, your, your customer could be on Instagram or LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter. You don't know. And just because you like Facebook better than anybody else, I think from a marketing standpoint, your audience is all of them, you know, and I think that I've learned that it's a different audience, but it's still an audience. So I think, you know, if you're trying to grow a platform or a business outside of your community, you've got to be everywhere and you've got to post like nobody saw it. Like some people are like, man, you post it. Like when I was at Dallas this weekend, everybody like knows who I am because of LinkedIn. And I'm like, and they're like, Matt Smith, I saw this, this, this. And, I, and the reality is 1% of users on LinkedIn actually post. 
Oh, I know. 99% yeah. <laughs> are just watching. So I'm the guy making up for the other 99% because it's building my business. You know what I mean? Why would I not? Like you, you post and everybody else is seeing it, but that's one of those things that Grant has done an incredible job of. And it's like, post like nobody's ever seen it because reality is if you post an hour from now, probably nobody saw it because the algorithm's right. like, down so far again, you got to redo that over and over. So I think from a business standpoint, the takeaway was definitely omnipresence and being on stages and meeting people and, you know, doing right to run faster as opposed to, uh, you know, being stagnant wherever you're at. Mm, awesome. What, uh, and there's a marketing question. I'm going to loop back here in a few minutes, but, um, what was the biggest personal impact like undercover billionaire had for you? I think, I mean, leveling myself up, my family up, uh, you know, getting in the bigger crowds that I didn't even know existed when you're raised by a single mom and, uh, a, a, a one bedroom or two bedroom duplex or condominium apartment with three kids in a, an apartment complex you don't even see you think that's just those people those rich people someday they did that so you don't think that big and then when i force myself to think bigger but not bigger like my bigger is not as big as other people think sometimes so i, I do believe single-handedly that and i believe the 10x community meeting people like you people that think big already, like that are good family, wholesome humans. I, I, I'm blessed just to be a part of that community because there is hardworking people in that that believe in hard work and, and resilience and determination to win. And and I, I've met some people that have taken my own business to the next level and I've met some people that we've helped grow their business. So I, I think the 10X community has changed my life 100%. Um, and that was just a made up word that Grant came up with for a book. And now it is an absolutely a thing where I get messages daily on my LinkedIn or Insta from the show that somebody had slept in their truck. And now they're like, I read that book and now I'm a millionaire. And it's real. Momentum is real. Awesome. real. And there is momentum and energy in everything that he does. So I believe it changed my life for sure. Just just thinking bigger and, and you know, it's weird being on TV and seeing people everywhere. Like, yeah, You're <laughs> right. Everywhere I go. That's awesome. Well, so, so obviously, uh, you know, family, um, is huge for you. I mean, I, you know, I read it in the bio, but I mean, you live it, you're there, you know, I, I followed you a little bit here the last since we've met just to really see and, and the way you interact and, and with your family and stuff. And that's super huge. I know you got a, a book that's uh, come out, Serial Dadpreneur, that's Serial with a C, like the breakfast food and, uh, and everything. But, um, Kind of give us a little insight on uh, what that is and, you know, some of the things that you feel that from business and personal that you've been able to evolve and, and level up since we've been talking about leveling up and stuff a lot. Yeah, I mean, I think the whole premise of the book is really just balancing because I think as a dad, that is the hardest thing in the world. As an dad and entrepreneur, it is the hardest thing. I don't care who you are. Nobody's got it figured out, but it is an, it's an always balancing act on what sports they're in where your business is in and it's really about being present at both. So, you know, like we talked about getting up early, some of the messages, I, we talk about bending time and finding those little nuggets when you can spend time, either extra time with the family or extra time individually with the business while they're doing a movie time or whatever it may be, but making sure that you always prioritize the family. Like I think that is the most non-spoken message in this world that we live in that so many people are like, hey, I just, you know, the cats in the cradle song and the silver spoon, you know, little boy blue and the man in the moon, I don't know if you've ever heard that, but it is like, <laughs> the dad comes home and then the, then he's like, sorry, dad, I don't have time for you. And I believe that is like the epitome of the biggest regret in the world is when you're too busy for your kids. And I saw it in the mattress industry where people were like fighting to get that next promotion. And then they got there mm. and then they went through a divorce or whatever it might have been. And it's like, was that worth it? No. When you look back on it, I promise you it won't be worth it. So get home for dinner, you know, at all costs if you can. Understand that sometimes that's not possible, but get home for dinner because my work and your probably work 
I got, I'm three months behind it. It didn't give a moment in my life. So what's the difference of another couple hours? Just go home and have dinner with the family and then go get back to work after they go to bed, you know? So I just, I believe making sure that that is the priority. And if you ever had to say business versus, you know, family relationships, you better throw that business to the side and let it go down sinking if you have to. But, you know, make sure you prioritize it and have everybody on the same page. Not saying that you should ever do that, but if it came down to that, protect the family. It's the most important thing in the world. No, that's great. What are you know a couple of things that you guys, from a family standpoint, do throughout the week to you know make sure you stay connected? And obviously, you mentioned dinner. That's super important. I think there was like a recent study last year or the year before. They said like most kids eat with their family maybe once a week when they all sit down together. And I was like, wow, that kind of blew my mind because for us, it's like I don't know, at least four, minimum four or five, six, oh, probably six times a week for sure. Two, one or two days, it just depending on how late a podcast or how late I have meetings going and stuff before we head to martial arts and stuff. So, yeah, just running. You know, I love and and, uh, and, and let's see if I can find my book. But you know, so my children's book is it's called uh, Make It a Great Day. And in that book, there's just three quick premises. It's like every day we control that day. And I ask my kids, is today gonna be a great day? And they're like, yeah, because we're gonna make it a great day. Because that is the mentality of life. If you make it a great day, it's gonna be great no matter what happens. You get a car wreck, ah, it's still a great day. That's up to you. You know what I mean? And then the second is like, we don't give up. We're Smiths, we don't give up. In the book, it talks about we're koala bears. They try to fall, try to ride a bike, they try to do this, but we don't give up. And I believe that is such a need for kids to understand that if you commit, you just don't give up until you get it. It's too easy to say I'm done. But the last one is what you're talking about. I think it's, it's a three, two, one premise that we use every single night. And it is, what is the three best parts of your day? What is the two challenges that happen in your day? And what is the one thing that you look forward to for tomorrow? And if you ask your kids and even ask your wife or husband that, I ask my wife that every night too. We both just, the three, two, one connects us to what matters most to them. Because as a dad, I'm like, oh, he's going to say, we went on the water slide in the pool and we went faster than anybody else. And that was the day. But then when he tells you like, no, dad, it was when you did this and you, you kissed me and told me you were proud of me because of this, this, you're like, okay. I need to do more of that. Like that's what's important to him when I think this is. So I believe like over communicating with your kids is such a big deal in your wife and your family. And then like little tools, like I noticed this week that my kids were, you know, we're, we're in Nickelodeon world in Mexico. So there's always this little bit of battles and I saw like cooties and stuff going around. So I would force us at the lunch and dinner table to say three great things about the other person about the day. And then it makes them go, no, you're pretty and I love you. And like, even in the moments when they're like, they're fighting, we force them to do that. Jesse Itzler, as you probably saw on there, when he makes his family, if they say one bad thing, he makes them say three positive things. I've taken that ever since the 10X thing. Because I, I believe those little things, it's you, you fight that fight now and it makes such a big difference in the long term. But um, yeah, just communication over communication and seeing the problems just like it's an entrepreneur and your kids and trying to figure out, you know, again, the internet will teach you some tools if you need it, but trying to figure out, okay, how, how do I make sure my brother and sister right now, they're at a stage where they have cooties. How do we get around cooties? You know what I mean? Because it's a part of life, you know? And then the, right. the, the, the littlest one, he's got his challenges. So how do you bring them all together? But communication to me is the key in making sure that they they love on each other and they know they're best friends for life and they're required to be that way because me and mom are going to leave someday and uh, they're going to be best friends, you know? That's part That's of right. life. That's right. You have to. So communication. That's awesome. And then, um, let's see, I said I'd circle back to marketing. Obviously, you have a marketing company, Wake Up 10X. You and Grant started up from the show. What are you guys seeing with all the different marketing stuff that you guys do? Like, where, where's, you know, where's marketing going? What, what are the hot things? Like, what should people be doing to really amplify their business, their brand, whatever that might be? Yeah, I mean, I, I do believe that uh, marketing is changing 
dramatically in the last couple months. If you were a journalist, uh, AI is now taking your position. It is crazy, all this stuff, the chat GBT, like, it's crazy. And, and even having this podcast, I guarantee in a year from now, we're like, well, yeah, that was way back then because it is moving at such a rapid pace that I don't know if you saw that stat that when they were launched, it was 90 or they passed 10% of the bar exam. Four weeks later, they passed 90% of the bar exam. Mm, yeah. Four weeks, four weeks yeah. talking about 90% bar exam. Like this thing is growing so fast that it's a cheat code for, for us to be able to market. Cause now you could say, okay, how do I do this? What's this platform? What's write me an article on this, do this. Um, but it's also scary as heck for us old schoolers call me old school, I guess, but it's scary because you're like, wow, this could take everything that we know. And you know, on a, a cell phone and a couple apps, like you were teaching me about this Riverside, a cell phone, or a couple apps can take the place of three or four marketers. So what are they doing now to be able to, to continue to grow that you're always going to need the people to understand right. and, and relate and, and get out there, but it is going to get harder and harder and it's going to be you know you're going to get pushed down farther and farther from monsters like yourself it's going to be a lot harder to catch up to because you've done this and you're amazing at what you do so you you, you got to take it seriously that grant said on that stage is uh he told me it was about 11,000 free stages he was on 11,000 to get to where he's at so he's the overnight success you know what i mean like, <laughs> you gotta you gotta you gotta put it out there but put yourself out there i you know i think one of the easiest small things for entrepreneurs is like as easy as getting your cell phone out you probably see my dumb videos sometimes but just talking about business or life like things that are relatable you don't even have to pay for that you don't have to have amazing video to do that but you know being being relevant on every platform is bigger and bigger and, and especially websites in my business like people are looking at that you know, if I'm going to hire you and you're a great conversationalist, well, when I'm done talking to you, the first thing I'm going to do is go research the heck out of you. Make sure the internet makes you look good. You know what I mean? You need to make sure that you're putting out all the positive vibes out there and put as much as you possibly can. So yeah, from a marketing standpoint, it's changing every single day drastically. Get on the internet, get best at the internet, learn it. But you know, from a business standpoint, do the relevant things and, and make them fun, you know, because you know, nobody wants to see a stagnant, boring business. They want to have some fun at it. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Guys, I hope you really listen to talk uh, what Matt's talking about today, whether it's from your family, whether it's your business, how he's you know navigating the growth of his businesses to his teams, to his culture and everything. Make sure you guys rewind, listen, watch this again, and then take those notes and figure out how you can apply this to your business, how it's going to help you excel what you're doing from a business standpoint, as well as a personal standpoint. Are you spending that time with your family? Are you making sure it's a priority that he talked about today? So go back, listen to it, watch it again, and take those notes and start to apply it. Uh, Matt, where can people check out your book, get more information on you, all that good stuff? Yeah, uh, I think Cyril Dadpreneur, you'll find the book and a lot of stuff on me. Uh, Matt Smith Pueblo is probably my handle on everything on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, all of that side of it as well. We have a podcast called Dream Big that soon Josh is going to be on. I mean, this is talking about learning from the biggest and the best in the world. This is a guy I want in my corner. You want to learn about podcasting? There's nobody better than this guy right here. So I appreciate being in the room today. Uh, Matt Smith, uh, you know, you find Undercover Billionaire, all that stuff. You can see the episodes. It was pretty, it was pretty honored to be a part of that discovery on, uh, I don't know, all kinds of different platforms. I think it is not real, but uh, you'll find me there and you'll see a snooze near you soon. Snooze Mattress franchise is going all over the world. Uh, snooze Mattress, uh, snoozesleep.com. We can send mattresses to you that are unique to the industry. Not trying to sell myself, but if you want a good night's sleep, I'm just saying we're the best in the world at what we do and we're disrupting the sleep game one mattress at a time. Snooze Mattress, you'll see us if you don't see us right now in your community coming soon. Or if you want to put one in your community, hit us up too. Snooze Mattress Franchise. Just saying, Josh. Appreciate you. 
Awesome. And we got all these links right down below. So snooze, 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 snooze everywhere. Just don't fall asleep. So make sure. <laughs> but um, hey, uh, real quick before we wrap up, what's one thing you're like, man, I hope Josh was going to ask me this question or I really got to make sure I share this with the audience today before we wrap up. I think the biggest message I can leave is just level up. You know, don't don't take no for an answer. Find your dreams and run as fast as you can to get them. But protect your family at all costs. Be present at your kids games. Uh, be present with your wife. Have date nights. Uh, your husband, whatever it may be, but making sure that you keep keep the most of your mom, your grandma. I lost my mom at an early age. Uh, you know, be present with everybody in your family and keep family first at all costs, 100%. But as an entrepreneur, don't take no for an answer. This shit's tough, uh, but it's an amazing journey, an amazing ride if you just fight that fight and keep working that work. So, Awesome. Oh, Matt, thank you for coming on Making Bank today. Honored to have you sharing your story, sharing your insights. Super cool. Make a bank, baby. You like, you like, the machines. <laughs> My kids have one at home. That's <laughs> why I feel like money should be flying or something after that. I'm going to go do that. I'm going to grab it. And that's what I'm going to start doing at the end. Like, <laughs> I love it. Thanks for your time, man. Big on. I'm Josh Felber. You are watching Making Bank. Get out and be extraordinary. Thank you for listening to Making Bank. If you have enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and sharing is caring. Follow Josh Felber on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram for more. You can also listen to Making Bank on Amazon Alexa, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and watch on Apple TV, Success Thinkers Network, Amazon Fire, and YouTube.